Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome to episode 13 of a Strange Thing podcast. Big one three. Yeah. And so just in full disclosure, uh, this is our third attempt to do a remote recording session for our 13th episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's happened, Austin, in the world that maybe people don't know about that could have caused us to social distance with each other? Well, the uh, pandemic. Otherwise known as Corona. Corona. COVID-19. <laughs> I can't. I can't keep going. You got to take a... He, Austin's got a wig, you know. He, he, You can't go to barbershop, so his hair is just getting out of control. <laughs> You kind of look like, well, you used to look like Fabio. All right. Now my itchy head is gone. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I thought it'd be funny when you turn on your computer and there I am with this Jesus wig. Yeah, it was, that was weird. You turned it on here. I thought it was going to surprise you because I got this nice little cool sign back here. <laughs> I did you one better. You did. You totally did. Um, yeah. So we were saying that before you had to take your hair off. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> that uh, this is episode 13. Yeah. And this is our third attempt to record episode 13. Yep. Um, in usual fashion, we started out with good intentions of talking about dreams. And we ended up derailed and talk about everything but everything. dreams. <laughs> yeah. I think we had been a little bit libated. I think so. And plus, you know, it's been stressful. We haven't been able to actually be in each other's presence because mm-hmm. of the socialization. Yeah, we haven't been able to be in each other's presence because of social social isolation. That's hard to say. <laughs> Strike three. Yeah. I haven't even had that many beers. I've had like, <laughs> had like three drinks out of little drinks out of like one glass. Crazy. Which, by the way, I'm putting this up there for people to see. If they can see it. Can you see it? Oh, yeah. A strange, a thing. strange thing. I don't think I'm using glass. my strange thing glass. So, hey, if any of our listeners want these, we're selling them on our website. Mm-hmm. We're selling them for like 10 bucks. You know, we're not trying to make a bunch of money off of them. We're just trying to break even. And then I think shipping's expensive. It'll probably be about 10 bucks. But if you if. get two of them, you can probably send two of them for 15 and three of them probably for 15 bucks. Nice. And four of them for probably 20. So anyway, the people... How many for six? I don't know. Probably another 10 bucks. Every two would probably be 10, $10, $15. I don't know. It it depends how I package them. And it's expensive to ship things, especially one-offs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyway, if you want a Strange Thing glass, we have sold a few of them. Lucky Mm -hmm. listeners out there, uh, let us know. Go to our website. And uh, I'll try to get the store back up and operational. I, I've got t-shirts. I've got other things. And I just haven't found the time to mm-hmm. uh, get it going. But we got to do it, man. Oh, yeah. If we're going to go big time, if we're going to have thousands of listeners, thousands. we got to be able to handle, you know, a, a website. couple sales a year. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of which, maybe they should go buy some swag and then head over to their favorite podcast streaming app and follow us or like us or hug Uh, us or whatever you have to do to tell your friends about us. Mm -hmm. Say like, there are these two guys, they do podcasts about strange topics, but they're not too serious. Yeah. We're just like normal guys, but we like, although I had some crazy hair. Yes, you did to start with. Yeah. (laughs) And which brings us to another point. We are using a zoom and recording Mm. this uh, to a video 
as well as audio. So if you want to see what we look like, which I have no idea why you'd want to do that. But if you do, you can go to YouTube and we're going to try to put this episode. It'll be our first episode that we're ever doing on uh, YouTube. So that'll be kind of fun. Yeah. We're not streaming live. We're just putting it up there. Yep. We might have to edit out our ramblings. We do ramble. We apologize for that, but it's just what we do. We're bored here in Southern Idaho. That's how it goes. It is. And we haven't had any human contact. That's right. <laughs> it's been it's been weird. It's been very weird. Last couple months have been very strange. And, you know, speaking about the dream topic that we're talking about, um, because things have been so weird, we are actually diverting a little bit. We're going to talk about all the eight different categories and give uh, examples through history of people who had dreams in those eight categories. Um, just as a teaser, one of them was uh, Mary Shelley, the author of Frankenstein. I saw the pale student of unhallowed arts kneeling beside the thing he had put together. I saw the hideous phantasm of a man stretched out and then, on the working of some powerful engine, show signs of life and stir with an uneasy, half-vital motion. Frightful must it be, for supremely frightful would be the effect of any human endeavor to mock the stupendous mechanism of the creator of the world. Um, she was inspired to write Frankenstein by a dream, but anyway, we're not going to go deep into that because we're derailing. That's what this is. This is a bing, derailment, kind of like Corona derailed the world. All of other plans. Yeah, we are derailing our regular scheduled topic of dreams, and we're going to be talking about something that's very interesting, and it is called coronavirus pandemic dreams. It's actually a thing. It's being studied by lots of different <laughs> sleep study people all over the world. There are institutes that are studying this phenomena, and it's real. And so if you are having strange dreams during this time because of whatever reason, you're not alone. There's a lot of people doing it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. A lot of people not being able to sleep as well. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And I don't know. And I think in our last episode, we talked a little bit about how dreams are probably um, a way that our mind in our subconscious state uh, tries to figure out and solve problems or deals mm-hmm. with stressors and that kind of stuff. And for the most part, you don't remember them. Right. Um, they just kind of go away. This episode, we're going to try to talk specifically about this strange phenomena called coronavirus pandemic dreams. Dreams. And it is a thing. And I've seen five or six um, articles that have just come across on mainstream channels about this phenomena. It's just happening. And I don't know. Austin, have you had any strange pandemic dreams? Uh, Reader's Digest version. I've had some weird ones. Uh but nothing too crazy. I had a dream about uh, helping my cousin, but that didn't really have to do with the pandemic. And uh, a lot of like just constantly shifting dreams, like you're in one storyline, it seems, and then that same Mm storyline, but different environment all of a sudden. And then you're in a different place. And next thing you know, you're in a video game or whatever. I've had a lot of weirder dreams lately. And I don't know if it's because I'm thinking about them or because... Maybe you're worried about them. They're, they're, I know which cousin you're talking about. They are expecting a child soon. 
So there's and you just had a child, so there's that common link, and mm-hmm. maybe there's a little bit of concern that's kind of bubbling through. One thing interesting about what they believe that is causing these lucid dreams that people are remembering is that stressors um, are usually dealt with at night in your REM state. So usually what happens during REM state, you have dreams and your subconscious is dealing with all these things, but because you are in a deep sleep, you don't ever remember them. But because of all the anxiety and stress that's going on, people aren't falling as deeply asleep and their sleep is poor. Right. So they go into REM state and they have this thing, it's called emotional disinhibition. Ooh, that's a yeah. triple letter word score. And basically it's a state where all these emotions flood your REM state and your dreams. And because you're not sleeping deeply and you wake up periodically through the whole thing, you remember them. That makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that was really interesting is that, you know, I was reading this article about what dreams are and they say dreams are a lot like having a a psychedelic trip. Like if you're on drugs. Nice. Yeah. It's the same kind of chemical thing that happens in your mind (laughs) and they're very similar, but because you're waking up, you're remembering these trips that your brain takes. And um, yeah. And so people are experiencing all kinds of these (laughs) and, I kind of like you, you know, I've had strange dreams. Oh, I'm not sleeping deeply. I wake up and then I fall back asleep, but they're just really disassociated. There's nothing really creepy about it. I think because I don't know, I'm not really worried about the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Um, I know it's very serious for a lot of people, but for whatever reason, it doesn't, doesn't stress me out. Now what does stress me out is, you know, worrying about my family, worrying about my dad, uh, right. worrying, worrying about you guys, making sure you're financially okay, uh, making sure that nobody's, you know, in trouble, losing their jobs financially or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's my concern. And that probably uh, keeps me awake. Your mom, on the other hand, she stresses about it. She's a rule follower. Oh yeah. Big time. And, uh, and so she's very distressed that she can't be around all her kids and grandkids, mm-hmm. but she wants to follow the rules. Yeah. She, She's concerned about like her work that she does and doing a good job for them. And all of that makes her not sleep deeply, but also there's a lot of emotion behind it. So she's had dreams of like her mom visiting her, her mom that passed, you know, Mm. last year. Yeah. And that she came, she doesn't really remember what all happened, although she was there with her. So her dreams are a little more uh, poignant than mine, but for a lot of people, especially people in like the healthcare industry, they're having very specific dreams and uh, it's creepy. It's really it weird. Creepy. It's weird that like our consciousness as a whole, like a, a whole society, like the whole world really. Yeah. We've all shifted to worry about the same thing all at the same time. All of a sudden. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not, you know, on a normal day, I worry about finances, you know, am I spending too much money on my lunch break? Is my son okay at daycare? Is my wife having a good day? Do I have enough gas? Are my tires going to make it through the mm-hmm. year? You know, but now, collectively as a whole, we're all worried about the same thing. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Then, then it makes you wonder if it's like the, like the human consciousness that is causing these dreams too. You know, mm-hmm. like the energy. I don't know. Yeah, like if like if there's an you're getting a little esoteric, but uh, like if there's like this 
this energy, negative energy that's in the world built up because of everybody. Yeah. And that that negative energy is causing people to dream weird dreams or whatever. Right. And whether it's like a, a big woo-woo thing where there's like this energy mixing with people or just everywhere you go, you got Facebook, uh, Instagram, even like I went to Duluth trading post or trading company website and it says, because of coronavirus or COVID-19, we got a blah, 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 blah. So you can't go anywhere without worrying about this thing. Yeah, it's in your face all the time. And it's interrupting my life, like my daily life. Like I've been late to work more. And uh, I, I left the garage door open a few times this week overnight. And yeah, it's creepy. It's just weird. It's kind of like infesting. Well, you know, I keep, I keep losing crap. So I've lost my keys. I've lost my wallet. I lose my belt every stinking day. And how far can it go? I'm in the house all stinking day. Where can it go? You lost your hair color. I lost my hair, period. <laughs> but, but I think it's because, you know, we're kind of all cooped up. We're, mm-hmm. we're trying to find escapes and our mind isn't quite stimulated like it usually is because of all, we're not engaging in the world. And, and when you do engage, like at work, now we have to, put a little thing on our head and measure our temperature, make sure we don't have a fever. I know. And so like, it seems like you can't get away from it. You know, like even when you're not at home, you're not in quarantine. Cause I'm an essential. Mm-hmm. I get to work. And only thing they talk about is, are you surviving the apocalypse? Yeah. How's your family? Do you need toilet paper? And it's like, golly, it, it doesn't go away. It's no. like there all the time. So it makes sense that it would kind of like snake its way down into your dreams, you know? Well, yeah, because it's, it's something new and it's with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can only imagine like back, say like when, uh, uh, world war two started. So what is that? December 7th, 1941. And all of a sudden Pearl Harbor is attacked mm-hmm. and we launched into the war. And from then on for the next few years, it was every day. Yeah. So right now it's been what a month and a half, two months, and we've been dealing with it every day. And I can only imagine that back then people were doing the same kind of dream things. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah, and like it, like uh, in the Civil War and afterwards, Abraham Lincoln he was dreaming all kinds of weird dreams. I soon began to dream. I heard subdued sobs, as if a number of people were weeping. I left my bed and wandered downstairs. There I met with a sickening surprise. Before me was a catafalque, one which rested a corpse wrapped in funeral vestments. Around it were stationed soldiers who were acting as guards, and there was a throng of people gazing mournfully upon the corpse whose face was covered, others weeping pitifully. Who was dead in the White House, I demanded, of one of the soldiers. The president was his answer. He was killed by an assassin. He dreamed of his own assassination. We'll talk about that when we get into dream types and mm-hmm. people that have had dreams in those types. But it's so it's documented that yeah. this this is what happens in times of stress for people. And so our listeners, I'm imagining they are experiencing that stuff. At least a few of them. And if you if it's a good time to just mention it, if you are having crazy dreams during this corona nonsense, then shoot us a email at my story. Yeah, my, right. my story at a strange thing.com. 
Yeah, astrangething.com. Yep. And uh, we can review them and maybe share them yeah. if they're good. You better have good dreams. Who knows? Maybe you're, you sharing your dream will help somebody else who's wondering if they're like, need to go see a psychiatrist or a psychologist because of their dreams. Maybe. Yeah. And if this whole topic, like I often say, if this whole topic kind of creeps you out and you're tempted to not listen anymore, just take a deep breath, keep listening. And if you need to call your psychologist, call your therapist, get her on the phone, have her download a stitcher and subscribe to a strange thing podcast. Yeah. And tell your friends about us. You know, I think that's the best way. Tell your friends about us, get us, Mm -hmm. get us out there. And hopefully, you know, we won't drive people too crazy. Speaking of driving people crazy. Don't you dare. Do you see this? Don't you freaking dare. I've got a Cheeto. I brought it just for you. Don't. Oh. Can you even hear it? That's so terrible. Mm. It goes so well with my beer. Sorry. I had to do that. I want to give you nightmares. (laughs) Right. I'm not worried. I'm not worried about coronavirus. You're chewing it. It's going to kill So speaking about nightmares, there are positive ways in dreams that stressors are dealt with. And those are usually strange, lucid dreams. Mm -hmm. Then there are nightmares. And nightmares are another category where people who study this believe that your mind is trying to tell you something, to be aware of something, to look out for something, to be wary. So if, if you're having nightmares... You know, you might want to like take a, a little bit of a I Xanax. <laughs> Xanax. <laughs> yeah, Xanax. Or take an inventory of what's going on and yeah. and kind of analyze yourself and and maybe you can turn that nightmare into a kind of positive thing. Like how I was talking about that snake that was sneaking into the house and eating you in a previous episode. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. episodes ago or maybe the last one. Yeah. Uh I think that was because during that time period, you were leaving Mm -hmm. for long periods of time. And for some reason, snake, maybe Salt Lake snake. I don't know. I was a long, long ways away. Mm -hmm. And you were afraid and snakes are a symbol of often of what people are afraid of. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I never realized that as a kid. But now that I look back because that dream was reoccurring and it stuck with me so much and it was a nightmare. Uh, as I look back as an adult, I'm like, wow, during that time, I was afraid of losing my dad because he was gone all the time, you know? So, and, you know, I think these stressors cause, they, well, they cause changes in your sleep pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're stressed about them, you might be sleeping, going to bed later or earlier, or you yeah. might not be able to sleep all the way through, or you're interrupted. Like if you're working in the healthcare industry and you're a nurse or a doctor and you're working long hours and you're dealing with people that are in really dire straits and you're dealing with other people that are coming and freaking out because they're hypochondriacs. You know, it's a, it's a cluster. It is. There's all kinds of things that stimulate your dreams. And yeah. right now there's all kinds of things that are stimulating you. Yeah. So, so yeah. Stimulation, <laughs> not the good kind. <laughs> so, stimulation. <laughs> You know, doing a little study that I've done, they're saying what is different about pandemic dreams is that pandemic dreams are colored by stress, isolation, Mm -hmm. and changes in sleep pattern. And basically, there's a swirl of negative emotions that uh, basically set them apart from other kinds of dreams. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think that's really true. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is no answers. This is an invisible enemy. 
Right. And I think healthcare industry workers have visions that are very specific or, or dreams that are very specific about what they see, which is people mm -hmm. struggling for breath or pneumonia or horrible medical crisis. But right. for the rest of us that don't see those images, this is an invisible bug. This is an invisible virus. You can't see it with your eye. You don't mm -hmm. know if it's there. It could be on nothing or it could be on everything. Yeah, it's true. And so how do you, how does your mind deal with it? Well, it creates crazy things that symbolize that in your dream. So they're usually scary things. So like in one of the articles, people are dreaming a lot about like bugs, snakes, zombies. No, that one makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I love and, a good zombie dream. <laughs> right. <laughs> and being chased by an invisible adversary that they can't see or being mm -hmm. locked away or yeah. grabbing their family and locking them away. Or, yeah, being isolated, being mm -hmm. uh, like kidnapped or... Right, or seeing your loved ones kidnapped. Yep. So creepy. It is creepy. So we'll probably both have bad dreams tonight. I hope so. talking about it. I have been thinking about dreams a lot more too. So it's hard. I might have a skewed, uh, I might be like a non placebo study myself on whether or not this coronavirus or if it's just me constantly thinking about dreams because we're talking about it. Now we've talked about it three nights in depth mm -hmm. on the computer and I'm staying up late by myself and Checking the doors 40 times before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I want to say something, though. Yeah, say it. So in my neighborhood, like I said, I've left the garage door open a few times. And while all these terrible things are happening, maybe not even that terrible. For some, probably very terrible. But while you're constantly thinking about how, you know, you can't get food at Walmart. You're, you're worried about getting these germs like we've been talking my neighbors next across the street, they posted a sign in their yard. It says, if you need anything or you just want some prayer or somebody to talk to, give us a call and put their number on there. That's cool. I thought that was super cool. And like, like I was saying, I left my garage door open, but then I walk outside instead of seeing, you know, some old beat up car that's sitting in my driveway, I see my neighbor's sign. It's like, yeah, it, it felt weird because... Here I am struggling to keep my garage door shut and they're out here promoting their own help. I, I thought that was really cool. Well, I wonder, maybe that's, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe, maybe part of what causes those dreams. I mean, it depends on what you're focusing on. Mm -hmm. So there's a study here. I, I pulled it up and it's uh, the Lyon Neuroscience Research uh, Center and it's in France, but they've been doing a study and they found that during this pandemic, Mm. There's been a 35% increase in uh, dream recall. So usually you don't remember your dreams. Well, right. because of the weirdness of sleep right now, 35% uptick in memorability. Right. Probably because you're waking up after your dreams immediately. Right. You're mm -hmm. sleeping well. Yeah. Like we and, then they, and they've also documented that 15% increases in scary or stressful dreams has increased. I mean, I can believe that. My dreams so, are weird. Yeah, they're more negative than usual. But I'm wondering, maybe it has to do with how you're seeing the pandemic. Another study uh, that I read, and I can't remember which one it was, and I don't have it pulled up, but they were talking about that, like in the earthquake in California, mm -hmm. 
that people that were near the epicenter had a much higher increase of memorable dreams, scary dreams, lucid dreams that happened near the epicenter. And then just like the actual shock wave, as it dispersed out, the volume of lucid dreams actually decreased proportionately to the epicenter of that that's, event. That's super weird. That is weird. So what we're finding in like New York or dense cities where there's a high volume and concentration of illness with this pandemic, lucid dreaming is off the chart. I bet. And as you get out into rural areas, it tapers off dramatically. Well, do you think that could have something to do? <clears throat> this is me being kind of a skeptic person in general mm-hmm. with just the density of people. I think it could. Because the places where these epidemics, is that what it is? Epidemic or pandemic? A pandemic. Pandemic. Yeah, pandemic. I don't know what the difference is. We should look it up. I don't either. Probably should. But these places where the pandemic is getting worse and worse and worse and worse is where there's apartment complexes. Everybody's breathing the same air. They can't Everybody's escape. They're bumping into each other on the sidewalk. You got homeless people grabbing your shoulder for a dollar on the way home. That seems to be the case where, you know, out in the country. Yeah, where there's separation. Yeah. Maybe your neighbor will come over and say, hey. I think you're onto something there too because, you know, think about what you and I see. So Mm -hmm. we hear about all the bad stuff. We see the negative stuff that goes on in New York and Florida and some of the other places. Italy, right? And there's another study in Italy, which is crazy, the amount of, of terrible nightmare dreams that they're having in Italy right now. Yeah. But what do we see? We see, because of this pandemic, we see families out in the neighborhood walking their goat with their dogs and their kids goat. bikes. <laughs> yeah, their goat. Well, maybe that too, depending where you're at. I see so many good things that are going on. I see people rallying together for food banks. I see churches doing online services for people and distributing masks. And I see uh, families getting out together as a family unit, which they probably haven't done forever. I haven't seen more people out as a family walking. I live by the kind of by a, a, a walkway along a canal with ducks and, you know, all kinds of stuff and trees and, but every time I drive by there, I have to stop pretty much for the crosswalk because there's mom and dad and two little kids on scooters walking down the trail, you know, and they stop the traffic. It's And it sucks because I have to stop. But at the same time, it makes you feel good, doesn't it's it? It's cool because mm-hmm. during all this nonsense, you got this family that's getting closer and closer together. I'm sure at home, the dad is like, stop talking. <laughs> maybe they're all cooped up in the same house. <laughs> but maybe that's such a blessing for a lot of families. Now, mm-hmm. that's a different scenario if you're in a dense city like New York and you're in an apartment building that's, you know, 10 stories high. Yep. And the apartment complexes are, you know, one bedroom studios and you're sandwiched side by side. There's no escape. You go out what? In the, you want to go out in the, in the balcony? And yeah. stand there and look at everybody else that's standing on the balcony. You go to the street or the subway. Where do you go? Even if you want to go to the store and grab some idolized toilet paper you can't get a hold of. Right. You, you got to get to a stairwell or an elevator. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be stuck with somebody in these apartment complexes. And I think that's why it explodes in yeah. Italy, New York. Mm-hmm. These really dense population areas. They can't get away. There's, there's more people, more touching, more contact, more talking. And and to tie that into this dreaming topic, 
that's where these crazy nightmares and dreams are exploding. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And, you know, it tapers off as you get out further in the country. But, you know, some of the dreams are, are productive that people are having. Mm-hmm. Some of them also, even though they're in this weird area where a lot of crazy crap's going on, sometimes the dreams are, you know, a lot of them, a high percentage are, are like deceased family members coming to them and giving them hope and perspective. That's cool. So terrifying. As bad as your brain may be throwing nightmare scenarios out there as a way to deal with it, um, it's also providing things that offer hope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it would be really interesting to do a, a, a study on the psychology of people that have good dreams versus bad dreams in those dense areas to see what their difference of persona is, what their background mm-hmm. is. Maybe some have deep faith or maybe they have good family units or, and maybe they have a totally different take on it in their subconscious than somebody who is, you know, from a dysfunctional family or all alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that all of those scenarios play into this pandemic dreaming thing. Yep. And I've noticed too, uh, like I said, a lot of people have this lack of sleep. And I've, I think a lot of people are dealing with depression, not having their mm-hmm. jobs. Like a lot of people lost jobs over this. And a yeah. lot of like small business owners are panicking over, mm-hmm. you know, the uncertain future. And I think that causes a lot of depression and obviously anxiety. And yeah. then part of those two illnesses, depression and anxiety, is lack of sleep, a hard time sleeping, mm-hmm. sleeping too much, you know, and then that can cause these crazy dreams as well, I think. Yeah, especially like, you know, everything I've read, and I've, I've probably read 10 or 15 articles over this last week about dreams and what they are and how your mind is using that time to everything from shorten the synaptic gap, you know, the length that the brain must travel to find information to deal with a complex situation in your dream state, that actually your brain is shortening those things. So it's finding shortcuts to the Mm. right information so that it can solve a problem. So it's doing that. It's dealing with all these psychological issues and it's trying to build bridges and gaps so that you're able to deal with stresses in your life. Process things better in life. (laughs) And you usually don't remember it unless you're not sleeping well, which is that, I don't remember what I called it, emotional disinhibition. Disinhibition. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and, you know, uh, honestly, people don't usually remember their dreams, but because of this heightened isolation and stress, people are just remembering them more. Do you think, do you think that it's people are dreaming more or you think people are remembering Remembering them more? I think it's remembering more. You know, it might be more intense because the, the reality of it is a lot more intense. The ramifications of it are much more dire. You're going to deal with it more because it's a bigger problem. Right. Just like if you lock your keys in the car, that's a big problem. If you've left your keys on the counter, but you know where it is, it's still a problem, but you know. You know it's not in your car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) A virus, you don't know. You don't know where it's at. You know what it is. Just look around when you go shopping. You went shopping this Mm -hmm. evening, got some groceries. Uh, Maybe 60% were wearing masks. Over half. Crazy. Um, I haven't seen that many people wearing masks, but it was the first time I'd seen that many. And then, you know, there's this like fear factor. When you put your masks on, you lose so much of your ability to read expressions. You mean 
portray expression. No, read them. So like you go out, you can't tell if somebody's smiling at you or if they're angry. All you do is you see half, you see their eyes. The people they're, with masks on are hard yeah. to read. Okay. Or you too. So you could go up and totally be kidding somebody and say something, but they can't see your, this part of your face. Don't touch your face. So they don't know. They, you know, they can't read it. All of a sudden mm -hmm. they can tell you're smiling or, you know, blowing a kiss at them. They have no idea, <clears throat> which is fun. So I wore my mask, went to Fred Myers, went to all oh, the ladies and blew kisses at them. They had no idea. <laughs> I didn't really do that, but that'd be fun. I'm going to do how that do you, tomorrow. How do you know they're cute if they got masks on? We'll see. There you go. They got Even, wispy, wisp, wispy eyes, but then, but then you, they take their mask off and they're like, this. Yeah. <laughs> They're really gritting their teeth. Yeah. It's such a, a strange phenomenon. I don't I don't know really how to deal with it. Every day I wake up and I sometimes wonder if I'm in a dream. Right? Because, it feels like that sometimes, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Because so much has changed in such a short period of time. It really has. It's and, been like a couple of weeks ago, I was like, this is so stupid. It's just gonna blow over, you know. There's going to be 300 soccer moms lined up at Walgreens to get their free coronavirus shot. <laughs> and then everybody's going to be like back to normal. And the next thing you know, I don't it's know like this whole thing. I've got, I've got isopropyl alcohol in my hand <laughs> in my thing and I'm wiping my hands down. My hands are cracking. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know if it's going to get back to normal. I mean, maybe, maybe years down the road, but you know, how long does it take to form a habit? I mean, today, weeks, I think they say two weeks is how long it takes. Yeah. So we're going to what, eight, six, eight weeks of this kind of thing. And it's starting to feel a little bit more normal. When I wake up, I've dealt with it for six weeks. And so it's starting to not feel as shocking as it did in week one and week two. Mm -hmm. And so like today, um, we had a guy come and work on our house and put some tile on a backsplash that we were supposed to have done way before this ever hit. <laughs> and everything got slowed down. But today, the tile guy came, and he came to the door. And nice-looking guy, you could tell he's friendly, wasn't wearing a mask or anything. And I kind of forgot for a moment. And I reached out and go, hi, I'm Mike. And I shook his hand. <laughs> and he shook my hand. And then, like, while we were holding hands, which was kind of awkward, for a half a second, we both realized what we were doing and we both like jerked back our hands like, oh crap, man. And then we like bumped elbows. That's funny. I did that the other day. I gave away a mattress. You're actually over here helping me with the phone. Yeah, I remember that. And the guy showed up and I'm like, hey, I'm Austin. Stuck my hand out and he reached over and then I like pulled my hand away. Oh, like, psych. Oh, we can't and, do that. <laughs> and then I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. This is what they say. But I mean, I, I witnessed that. Yeah, that was awesome. Regularly. That, was, that was very awkward. Yeah. I think that guy was high. <laughs> was he? I think so. Uh, yeah, I well. mean, stressful <laughs> times lead to drastic maintenance. Whatever you got to do to keep yourself sane, right? <laughs> All that to say, it, it could take a while before things come back to what we now consider as normal. And the new mm. word is new normal. And I hate that crap. I hate these words and the psychoanalyzation that goes along with it. But I mean, maybe that's really what we're experiencing is we're going to shift. It's going to take a while before people feel comfortable reaching out and taking your hand. I can't wait to just like go around hugging people. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. For all the, uh, you know, the, the, what do they call them? The, not the millennials. Uh, what was before the millennials? Um, what's my generation called? Old. 
No, <laughs> not Gen Xer before that. Uh, baby boomer. Baby boomer. And I'm, I'm right in between, so I'm neither. But all the baby boomers, you know, they go up and hug. And like my dad, who is mm. of the, what do they call that, the great generation? He hugs people. He goes up and he's hanging on them and stuff. Not me, you know, not immediately. Yeah, not me. Yeah. <laughs> you never really hug the people you love, just these strangers. You're going to hug them. Yeah. But, you know, he, we're afraid that he'll go out when he goes out and go up and hug people or touch mm-hmm. them and stuff because he's so, he's like Joe Biden, you know, <laughs> he cops to feel everywhere he can. Yeah. <laughs> And so we're afraid to let him out. You know, we got to keep him caged up because he's going to go out and get beat yeah. up because he's touching people or he's going to, he's going to get the Corona. Fortunately for me, I don't typically enjoy people's presence. You know, if I'm at a restaurant and somebody walks through the door, I have this bit of like, get out of here. This is my restaurant now. Yeah. People are freaking irritating. <laughs> so this whole, this whole thing hasn't really changed a lot for me. I still have to go to work. I, d- I did get a little bit sick and I had to go get tested and stuff and, or evaluated, but I had to stay home for a while. That was a little bit weird, but uh, for the most part, I don't really like being around people. So yeah. it hasn't changed a whole lot for me. Well, here's something like that. So here you are sick and I've kind of been sick and I've had family members that are sick mm-hmm. and it's like, no, it's not the Corona. Some of them got tested. Oh no, no, not, not the Corona. Uh, virus or, or and then then you find out that like up to 40 percent of all tests are like false negatives Mm-mm. like it like in new york right now they i read an article up to one out of every seven people either have it or have had it so i mean that's over that's over 12 percent of the population of new york that's already got it or had it and then so you, you think about all the people here, like, so my sister, she's a nurse. She got tested, mm-hmm. came back negative. But then I have a, a niece that got tested, came back negative, got sick a little bit, had pneumonia, went back, tested again, came back negative, gave her antibiotics, got her through it. And then they went back and said, you know what? You had Corona. It tested negative twice, but there's like this percentage that came back positive. But so we couldn't really tell. But yeah, you the antibodies are there. So yeah, you had corona. Meantime, she's gallivanting around, giving it to everybody she comes in contact with in the house she stayed at. So they've had corona. That's crazy. But it well, wasn't think, it wasn't it wasn't severe symptoms, so nobody knew. Well yeah. That is weird. It's weird because when I got sick, they they called my father in law, told him to come down. Because he was sick as well. They told him that they were going to test him. So he got there and they're like, <laughs> you don't have Corona. Get out of here. Yeah, don't do it. He's yeah. like, well, you called me. So he had to go home. And then I went in because, you know, if he's getting tested and I'm sick and we have similar symptoms, then maybe I should go get tested too. And just make sure that I'm not going to, you know, go see some old lady and kill her by accident. So I go to get tested. They don't even test me. They just say, yeah, if your fever goes away for a couple of days, go back to work. It's like this is silly. Yeah, what? I don't even. I don't even know. Which actually probably kind of bothered me more because so, it made made me feel like even the people who are supposed to know what to do and supposed to do things don't know what to do. So that's the yeah. kind of information or crap that makes me want to <laughs> information not sleep and crap well. Are synonymous. Yeah. Now. 
I mean, it's information, but it's kind of almost bad information, disinformation, because it doesn't help you. It gives you nothing actionable. And that's the kind of stuff that makes you go home and have bad sleep habits, which is probably going to end up with you having some kind of terrible nightmare about some invisible enemy that's chasing you and your family into a dark room and trying to stab you to death with steely knives. It was weird when, (laughs) when, uh, when I went back to work after I stayed home for eight days, they said three, I ended up staying home for eight almost after my uh, fever went away. Mm-hmm. So I think I did my due diligence in terms of what I was told. I did that plus more than double. Mm-hmm. When I got back to work, people were a little weird about around me. Mm-hmm. And uh, one guy came and kind of chewed me out. It's like, I hope you get coronavirus, yeah. but there's a guy, you know, he's got cancer. And then there's this lady, she's got lung problems. And then there's this guy, he just had a heart transplant. And I mean, that's not an easy thing for your body to recover. No, yeah. And that's the scary part of this virus for me. Yeah. So I kind of felt like I was the enemy when I was at work Mm -hmm. because I got chewed out. I got sent home. And then I feel like what if for some weird reason, even though I was okay to go back to work, According to medical professionals, you passed on that and got what if somebody I got sick? this guy sick, you know, yeah. but he, nobody's been sick yet. So, well, and that's like your mom, you know, her concern and being a rule follower really has nothing to do with her own self-preservation. Mm-hmm. She thinks about her grandkids or kids or right. her friends that are, have illnesses um, or some kind of underlying condition that's going to get them in trouble. Or like my dad who, mm-hmm. who's older I'm an asthmatic a little bit. I have mild asthma. Um, Tiffany, our niece who has uh, worse asthma, you know, she doesn't want to get them sick. So she, she sleeps terribly. I'm surprised according to the literature I've been reading that she doesn't have a lot more weird, strange, lucid dreams because she sleeps like crap. <laughs> Your mom wakes up every morning. At like oh, I know. 4 a.m. and plays on her phone for an hour, then goes back to sleep for an hour. Half, half of it's her snoring, I think. Yeah, she does snore like you. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. saw some logs. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are like a snore symphony when you get together and fall asleep yeah. on the couch. Yeah. Austin snored bass. <laughs> on the same dinner. <laughs> snored dinner. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then our dog snores soprano. Yep. <laughs> Penny and Tilly joined in right with them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jeez. Well, gosh, you know, I just think this whole pandemic um, dream thing is, it was very interesting. And I also think it was a little bit providential because we were in this topic of dreams before yeah. COVID-19 was a, a condition and mm-hmm. before coronavirus caused the condition. Similar to how we we, we were like... Let's do cattle mutilation. And then it seemed like even now I hear every once in a while a story. And maybe it's because I'm more aware, but I feel like as soon as we started talking about it. It's still going on. Yeah. It's going on. Yeah, it's weird. So it disappears until we decide to bring it up. So, you know, we got to be careful the topics we choose because as soon as we choose them, it's like big things happen. Let's talk about for our next episode, father and son podcast duos win lotteries. I was going to say the exact same thing <laughs> or win sponsorship for dual sport motorcycles across the world. Father and son podcast duo sponsored by BMW and KTM and, and Honda and multi-million dollar lottery winner at the same time. 
whilst also being the first person to get jacked in Colombia. And what? No, that wouldn't be first. I think we're gonna say got hijacked and held for ransom. No, I mean like jacked overnight. Oh, you mean like muscular? Yeah, like a Spider-Man situation where I can wake up. I'm like, whoa, mm. why did I rip the doorknob off the door? And I'm just freaking <laughs> ripped all of a sudden. You know, it's really sad. So, like, my age right now is when they say that, like, guys start losing muscle mass and stuff like that. And it's, like, kind of totally makes me not want to even work out. It's like, just let it go. That What's the, the last 40 years of your life of me yeah. not want to work out? I know. It's like genetically, I mean, I'm a fine specimen, man. Why do I? <laughs> if it's all downhill from here, why fight it? Just enjoy why the ride. Just roll. <laughs> I do notice, like, so I, your mom and I are going to go out and try to camp a little bit this weekend, self isolate mm-hmm. away from our house, and just to get out because we've been in here forever and it's driving us crazy. And so I was loading up the trailer, and, you know, I have a little generator and I have some other things. And I was lifting them up. And it's like, they were heavier than I remember them being. Yeah, it's like, that's funny. And all my muscles are like, like aching. Ugh. It's like, what in the heck is going on? I've noticed I have like dad strength now. Dad. Oh yeah. Like I can, like, like things will happen, I'll, you know, at work I'll pick something up and it's no longer like, ah, I wonder if I can lift that. It's like, I'm going to pick that up, put it on the table. And it's just like, wow. And then afterward, I'm like, oh, oh, my shoulder, my back. Yeah. yeah. But I've got, I've got pain in this stupid finger right here. <laughs> and it's not my flip off bird finger. Or is it? No. It's one over from that on my left hand. Your ring finger. But, but when I notice, I reach over to, no, it is my bird finger on my left hand. Huh. Maybe that's something. But anyway, I reach over and try to pick something up with it and grab with that finger. Oh, my gosh, it hurts. And then I, I hurt my heel. I got plantar fasciitis from like standing too long at a convention. You know, I worked it for like four days and stood for four days straight. And now my heel still hurts. And I'm my elbow on my right side, for some reason, I slept on it wrong. And like everything I'm doing is like hurts all of a sudden. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? And I'm afraid to take ibuprofen because they say that can trigger if you have COVID <laughs> it can make it worse I'm not taking ibuprofen for it <laughs> I'm just wondering all of these things that I'm experiencing right now fingers aches and all this stuff so I haven't been having pandemic dreams but because of the impact on my sleep I am wondering if very soon if I'm going to experience pandemic dreaming because of all the crazy stupid aches I have because of age or possibly <laughs> they say you get aches when you get this uh, coronavirus Maybe I've had the coronavirus for the last couple of weeks because my I've been aching everywhere. I think you could also get aches and more pains from lack of sleep because your body's not compensating with the, the injury well. So Yeah, you know, or you could have diabetes or you could have AIDS. I mean, you just pick your topic. You can have all kinds of symptoms. It'll drive you crazy. It doesn't let you sleep. I'm going to have crazy dreams. I've had this headache right here. Sinus. It feels like somebody's got an, like a sword. Goes in right here, comes out right here. So does it make you have weird dreams? I think I I can I definitely have had weirder dreams. And I wanted to keep like a dream journal, but I haven't been. But I I, I, I have definitely had way more dreams. And they've all been more up gloomy or apocalyptic, maybe. 
So on top of all these other things, I keep hearing stories about people getting robbed, um, stuff stolen out of their house, their doorstep, you know, like weird, terrible things. People are just being bad to each other now. And I kind of have been fearing people more too. I actually bought a gun yesterday. (laughs) Well, you know, you almost don't know what they, you know, you can't, it's like, what are they going to do? Because they're desperate because you feel desperate and you know, they are too, but you feel like you have like a solid background, a bedrock that you stand on, but you don't know what kind of bedrock they're standing on. They could be like weird people about ready to go off the handle and like steal you for a can of beans. (laughs) They're going to steal me and then trade me for a can of beans. I meant to say kill you for a can of beans. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. St- I, I'll trade you this, this 245 pounds, 70, 27 year old for that can of beans. <laughs> or they're going to steal you, put you in a bunker so that you can procreate and replenish the earth after we come out of the, the uh, doomsday cellar. Not a bad gig. If I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't seen the chicks. <laughs> They got their Corona masks on. I don't care. Yeah. That's hilarious. Mm. Anyway, what are you drinking tonight, Father? Mm. Irish death. Mm. How about you? The old standby. I'm drinking. Little thing IPA. Hazy. Hazy hazy little thing. Nice. Kind of a a wordplay deal going on. I bought a couple bottles of of, uh, Dragon's Milk to take with me camping. Typical. Oh, hey, one thing, one thing I wanted to say before we one get thing, yeah. too, far, too far down this channel. So there was some research done by a Finnish group in Finland. That's what Finnish people are. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're yeah. not just done. Yeah, they're not like Finnish carpenters. They are Finnish people, mm. Finlanders. And they did a big study. And what they discovered is kind of the thing that we talked about, which is that peace of mind lends to a positive dream effect. Oh, yeah. Whereas, in contrast, anxiety, crazy things, stressors, and anxiety, they relate to a negative dream effect. And Mm. the data shows that dreams that are frightening or otherwise upsetting are usually experienced by those that are having a negative dream effect caused by anxiety. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's what we just said, but this is a study. So that means we're really smart. You know, it's kind of funny. I'm, I'm reading a, well, listening to a book series that you recommended to me, the Harry Bosch. Yeah. Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah. And, uh, who's the author? Michael Connolly. Connolly. Yep. And, uh, he has, he's going through a really hard time in this, in this particular book. It's, uh, the last coyote or something like that. And, uh, in this, this book, he's, he's kind of dealing, he has to see a counselor. He's, he's a detective and he's on leave because he got in a fight, you know, that's kind of weird stuff. And he's going through a hard time. He's afraid he's going to lose his job. His house just got hit by an earthquake and he's rebuilding mm-hmm. it, but he's not supposed to be leaving, living there. Cause it's condemned. Yeah. So he's got all these stressors in his life. And on his way home one night, he, he's, he sees a coyote pacing its way across the street yeah. in a foggy night. And it kind of makes a weird, ominous, you know, creepy scene for him. And he goes home and has a dream that night about that coyote. Yeah. And it's funny. And kind I don't of, know. If, kind of metaphoric for him and his life. 
Yeah. And he's talking about how this guy's going through a hard time and he has a dream that's like kind of intertwining itself with his things that he's dealing experience with. Experience in his life. Yeah. And he kind of, I, I think he kind of considers himself that last coyote, the last, mm-hmm. the last old school detective guy. I don't know. There is a professor of psychology at, uh, I think it's Harvard University. Um, name is Barrett something. But anyway, Barrett, something Barrett. Cal. Yes, something Barrett. They started doing surveys of people and their dreams, specifically pandemic dreams, corona pandemic dreams. And what they discovered is there's like this, this divide. There's one set, and these are people that are health professionals that work in hospitals. And their dreams are very specific, kind of like your coyote. These dreams are about what they see, which are people dying on respirators, people struggling for breath, people not making it, and their struggle to bring them back to life or to save them. Mm -hmm. That's one category. Then you have the general population who is not seeing that medical stuff, but they're hearing all the terrifying things on the news. Mm -hmm. And those are manifesting in different kinds of things like uh, bugs and zombies and natural disasters and shadowy figures. And it makes you wonder about the existence of Shadow Man, which we talked about in our spooky things in strange locations. I have a thought. Maybe those are dreams inspired because of their fears of anxiety in their life. Mm -hmm. But so anyway, I'll let you go, but I want to just finish this off. Uh, Other things are natural disasters, monsters, or mass shootings. So people, because of this coronavirus pandemic, are having an uptick of dreams that feature these kind of crazy, out-of-control things where they place um, a metaphor, a visual metaphor of what maybe this virus is, whether Mm -hmm. it's a mass shooter, bud bugs, shadowy people, whatever it is. Yeah, Those become the metaphor of what the pandemic is for them in their life. It's pretty creepy. It is creepy. You know, a lot of that stuff, uh, maybe not the bugs, that stuff, but uh, mass shootings, things like that. I don't think I've ever heard, well, maybe I have, but people are now are like just news obsessed. And it's like people are blaming Donald Trump for coronavirus, blaming the liberals, blaming the Democrats, blaming Republicans, blaming the president, blaming Nancy Pelosi. It's like... What? So I wonder if that intertwines mass shootings, politics, just everything's kind of like conspiracy related. And and half the people out there, maybe not half, a lot of people out there are like, well, this isn't a real deal. The government's trying to manipulate me. The government's trying to push me into a corner and take away my rights, which adds a whole nother element of suppression. So even if they're not having dreams about the suppression caused by this creepy crawly robot that reproduces in your body and causes you to get pneumonia. Maybe they're thinking about the government that's trying to push them down mm-hmm. and trying to, trying to keep them in one little corner and not let them be a free American, you know? Yeah. It's weird. It's like, it's convoluted, isn't it? It's like, you know, that you have the, the virus bug in your body, you have the conspiracy 
bugs of what you think maybe government or whatever, or Bill Gates, he's a popular one right now that he's already, he's got the copyright or the patent for the virus. And he's already got the, you know, he's using it to slip in uh, tracker information and little chips that are going to bend your hand so that he can track you from Microsoft to give you a virus. Yeah. Well, and it should be Apple, right? Because they're the forbidden fruit. Just look at their logo. And why Bill Gates? You know, it was Steve Jobs. <laughs> Everybody uh-huh. knows that. But <laughs> he's dead. He is dead. Well, <laughs> as far as you know. You're trying to blame a dead guy. Maybe he's not. <laughs> Maybe he reproduced or reincarnated and, as a him and Him and Elvis Presley are living in an underground home in Las Vegas, Nevada. Wow. I'm pretty sure that's happening. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird time to be alive, and there's a lot of crazy things going on. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing this uptick in dreams. But those same stressors that we're experiencing now and the volume of lucid dreaming, I wonder sometimes, you know, in dreams in general before this time, are they the same things that cause lucid dreams in the eight categories we talked about in part two of strange dreams? Mm. Are they any different? There might be more of them now, but are they the same causes? Can you categorize them in the same ways? I kind of think you can. You probably can. Maybe the person that's going to find the cure to the pandemic, maybe he'll discover that in the dream like Albert Einstein did for the uh, theory of relativity, which mm-hmm. is another thing we'll talk about in, in our next podcast. Right. But Hopefully we can do that one together. There is something about being able to see you across the room and talk with you when you're in the room that's different than what we're doing right now. I feel like it keeps us on track, too. We don't yeah. rabbit trails much. Well, and yeah, because we're there for a specific purpose. Here, we're in our rooms that we're in yeah. during the day, and now it's suddenly an off-site studio. Yep, and I've got all these distractions, like my phone. I keep it right here just in case my you know, Shelly needs something upstairs. I can hear if the kids get up. I can hear the dogs when they bark. You know, noises behind me in the window. Yeah. That freaks me out. So, you know, <laughs> and not in confidence because we're doing this publicly, but isn't that weird to kind of watch? Yeah, I, I keep looking at myself while I'm talking. Yeah, I'm I, sure my eyes are just bouncing back and forth. Because I, I'm not used to seeing myself when I talk, mm-hmm. and it makes me feel a little bit self-conscious. Oh, yeah, big time. It's like, I got a pimple on my forehead or, you know, how come I can't see my teeth or my beard is sure scruffy. You know, whatever it is, it's bad. You're thinking a lot about yourself. Yeah, it's a distraction. You're going to have a bad dream now. I do think I'm thankful for this technology that we can do this because otherwise, who knows how long it'll be before we can do an episode. And I have to apologize to our listeners for that it's taken us this long. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been a weird time. I feel like they're understanding. Yeah. They better be. Yeah. One thing, you know, we should talk about on you a little bit because, you know, we talked about it in one of our, or maybe both of our last attempts of doing this. And we're going to use this, this one, no matter what, because three strikes were out. Right. Yeah. But what did we do recently? We ended up picking up another, what? Before you get there. (laughs) Okay. Go. What? I was going to say, because you're talking about these dreams. Yeah. And in, in, uh, in, then you like went into shadow people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it made me think about something, because there's this like kind of myth of Sandman. You know, it's so weird you say that, because I've got, I went online and I entered the Sandman by Metallica. 
Nice. I got that sound clip because I wanted to use that in this episode. Play it right now. Our last name is Oric, and the, the drummer for Metallica's last name is Oric. But he only has one arm. No, that's Def Leppard. Come on. Well, his name's Ulrich, too. No, no, it's not. Isn't it? No. I don't know the drummer for... Maybe it is, but I feel like I would know that. So, a, yeah, like Ulrich's are cool drummers, whether they have one his, arm or he two. He drums like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His tongue's out. Always out. You got to be careful. You're going to bite it off. <laughs> But anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted you. Anyway, I was wondering if maybe that myth of uh, Sandman, this guy that appears to you and leaves sand in your eyes and causes yeah. you to dream. I don't even know if that's the exact That was, myth. I remember my grandma telling me that story. You go to sleep, you know, you get sleepers in your eyes. That's because the Sandman comes and puts them in there. He's like dropping dream, dreams in your eye. Which is terrifying if you think about it. You tell that to little it kids. Is. What's wrong with people? But maybe that comes from like Hat Man. Like maybe people are waking up seeing these shadow people and they're like making this leap into this This guy was in my room and he was filling my head with these dreams. Oh, okay, I, okay. I couldn't, oh, okay, I couldn't, okay. I couldn't okay. move and... Okay, wait. So you're saying that Sandman and Hatman are the same man? Maybe Mr. <laughs> Dream. Maybe Mr. Dream Master wears different hats. And one of them is made of sand. sand. And one's a fedora. A fedora. Yep. Strangely like Clint Eastwood in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Like a, uh, um, what are they called? Mestizo? Mestizo? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, El Tupacabra. Reposado. <laughs> Anejo. Anejo. <laughs> Rodriguez Gonzalez. <-Fank. laughs> Jose Cuervo. Yeah. Uh, gaucho. Gaucho. Strangely like a gaucho. Yeah, so anyway, before we close out, we should talk a little bit about our plans for uh, future episodes. We're going to do at least one more episode on dreams where we're going to march through all eight dream categories that we talked about in part two. And we're going to like try to tie those in with like famous dreams of, that people have had because there are quite a few. It's very, very interesting. Um, and then we're going to go on to some other stuff. I don't know what all that stuff is, but we do have a big one coming here in a couple months. We'll be at SquatchCon in Boise, Idaho. Yes, on June 13th. So if, if we have if any listeners in Boise or somewhere close by that you want to come and check out SquatchCon mm -hmm. in Boise, it's going to be a fun thing. We're going to do a series on uh, on all kinds of things big and hairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what i'm yeah, talking about and yeah so so that's cool that's coming up and we also to go along with that we bought a what? tell me a motorcycle no 
Yeah. We need dual sport motorcycles to go out in the wilderness and investigate uh-huh. strange things. So yep. we got a second one. We had one. Now we got two. Mm-hmm. And we're going to make it a point at least once or twice or three or five or 20 times this summer mm-hmm. to go out 20. and ride these motorcycles yep. and investigate strange things all over the state of Idaho. Mm-hmm. Maybe in, in there, Nevada, Nevada, Montana, Wyoming, it's Oregon, Oregon Utah, Washington. Washington, a lot of strange things in Utah, but we don't want to go there yet. (laughs) (laughs) And if you're in Utah, we love Utah. But we love Utah. We we live there. We We live there for a long time. Yeah, that's why we can say, you know, it's like, why is it windy in Southern Idaho? I don't know. Because Utah sucks. And Montana blows. Blows. Yeah. Had to do a regional joke there. There Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Well, you know, Austin, why don't you take us towards the finish line and wrap up? We'll let everybody go. And and we are very appreciative that people kind of hang with us during this new technology time. We're we're, uh, doing this remotely and uh, practicing safe self-distancing. And uh, it's good to see your face, even though it's small and on a screen and Fuzzy. Beardless. Well, I guess I'm, my beard's coming back. Nice. I like your beard better. I have yeah, to say. me too. I you do don't, too. You don't look like you're 12, even though right now you're kind of like maybe 14. I'm like, yeah. You're getting there. But anyway, anyway but anyway, and if you're playing anyway. a drinking game, we just gave you four drinks. Yeah. Don't drive home. No. Thank you again for listening in. Share your stories, your dreams, mm-hmm. especially right now if you're having dreams. You can write them down mm-hmm. and send them to my story at a strange thing.com or if you're a creative type read into your microphone and record it mm-hmm. uh, you can send us a, a short recording or if you've got a cool voice like a like an accent yeah do it do it like those guys it's your favorite accent like right. one of these where you talk like this all the time and yeah. you, you're saying stuff like oh it was Need to eat my horseshoes and hand grenades. Woke up in the morning, tried to sit myself down on the toilet, couldn't sit down. For last night, had to like had to go downstairs, couldn't find nothing. Just a little bit of a dream about nothing. And, and my neighbor's coming over to my house, and I'm, next thing you know, I'm sitting on the toilet. Or again. you could talk like, "Yeah, dude, come on over," you know. You gotta act like overly prissy and stuff. Like, yes. So I fell asleep one night, really late. <laughs> Woke up, like Kip. I I had one of my Chardonnay dreams. <laughs> or we could do a Southern accent. Yeah, like y'all, come on over, Rock. <laughs> Why are you having everybody over at your house? We're having dreams. I know y'all. <laughs> y'all. <laughs> or you could be like from the Bronx or New York. He talk kind of guttural. Cut you can be like an Idaho fella. You Just come, come you come over here. I'll cut off your head. I don't know what that is. That was <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm not a very good ventriloquist. Or uh, ventriloquist. What do you call impressionist? <laughs> yeah, that even. I suck at those things. Maybe you can talk like Eddie Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> go really fast. I woke up in the middle of the night. Next thing you know, I had to sleep. I wake up. <laughs> Not even make a whole lot of sense. Or what's the girl from uh, Ridiculousness? Chanel West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how she laughs. It's annoying. But anyway. (laughs) We're digressing again. 
Um, like us on whatever podcast app you listen to. Tell your friends about us. Yep. Tell your friends. Go to Facebook, Twitter, Insta, Google, TweetFace, all of those guys. Keep checking and, out our online store to buy stuff that maybe isn't even able to buy yet. But anyway, you can check yeah, it out. We'll figure that out. Someday. Uh, so join us next time for some, hopefully some good dream stories. Yeah. Some uh, cold drinks and some strange conversations. Absolutely. Have good dreams, man. Sleep well. Mm-hmm. Taters. Taters. <laughs>